When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Howdy, Mike. Hello, Amy. Welcome to Diddy TV. Thanks for having me. You're a good Tennessee boy. I'm, I'm, I'm a Tennessee boy, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you came from what? Win- Winchester? Winchester, Tennessee. Winchester, yep. Tennessee, and now you're in Nashville. Yeah, I've been in Nashville my whole adult life, really, pretty much, yeah. You've been a musician your whole adult life as well. I have, yeah. So... What do you think has changed in sort of the music world from when you started your career in music and what's going on now? Everything, every single thing has changed. Um, uh, Back in the day, you know, there was money flowing like, you know, creek water. Um, um, When we got started, there was no social media. There was no cell phones. You know, it was the 90s, you know. So, uh, So the big thing I remember when I was, when I got started was, our our uh, our booking agent told us this that he's talk, always talked about building the mystery, the mystique, and so there was a real wall, right, that between the artist and the fans, and they tried to main, maintain that, you know, and there was the there mystique. was a lot of effort gone into that back then, and now that's completely out the window, and it's all about connecting and and sharing your story, your journey, and all that stuff. Um, is it hard as an artist when you go from, hey, I, I don't, people don't know about me to I've got to share everything about me? It was, it, I, I kind of had to, I didn't get it at first because, you know, back in 2007 when I first got back into music, I, I got clean and sober and took two years off in 2005. In 2007, I, I, I came back, I, I had a record called Salvation and Lights, and, and I ended up signed to a Christian label. And I didn't know anything about Christian music at all ended up on this label and they were like we love the music and all this stuff but in the christian world what the what those people really want is your story and i bucked up and i was like you don't get the story i'm not sure i want to tell you my story you just my music yeah and i and i was i came up from the old school where i'm giving you the music that's that should be plenty you know and um and so i really kind of bucked up against that and then a few years ago that, that the Christian label thing went away several years ago. I realized how spot on they were. They were really uh, well. They were almost spot on because it's it wasn't just the Christian world, but everybody, the whole world, wants to know your story. They really they, do. It and it's really important. And um, and I'm lucky enough to have a, a survival story that I want to share to encourage other people. You know, and it was an inspiring story. Yeah. You made it through, and a yeah. lot of people don't. Right, yeah. What, what was it like when you made it through that journey and you're writing music? Was it harder for you, easier for you, once you sort of, you know, got clean and sober? Uh, well, there were challenges with the whole thing because, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're starting over as a human being. Right. And you're learning life skills that you didn't have and picking up the tools to learn how to just live basic life. And then, um, and then you're, you know, deciding what you're going to do with music and whatnot. And one, 
the writing part wasn't that big of a thing. It was a new adventure for me in uh, what I was doing. But the big challenge for me was performing live because I'd never played live sober. And so I was spending my moments on stage completely freaked out and totally in a panic and, and to, the, to a point where it was I was reaching a stage I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown. I was having a nervous breakdown. And I was really upset, distraught over the fact that why would God give me this, this gift and allow me to experience what I experienced, this euphoria where I can get lost in the music and take it away without the drugs and the alcohol. And still have that fear. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to be immersed in the music around me on, that was happening on stage with me, and I wasn't experiencing that, and I, was, I had, like, severe anxiety. And so one day, one night, we were playing, I'll, I'll never forget it, and, and it really became a prayer for me. And then out of nowhere, I kind of transcended into that space where I was sure. in the music, and it was amazing. It was, it was, it, and to get from God. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so I was, uh, I, you know, since then, it's like I've, I've got it all now. I've got everything in, in that, that I had. And a beautiful and wife. And a beautiful wife who inspires me. You it's the sweetest story, I have to say. I was reading about Silver and Stone, uh, your, the new album you put out in 2018. Yep. And the uh, actual title of the album comes from the description of her wedding ring. Yes. Yeah, she, uh, for years, she, was, she didn't wear a ring. And I, I haven't told this story much, but she, she, she didn't wear a ring. And <clears throat> she wanted, she felt like I needed to earn that, her wearing our wedding band, you know? So uh, after, in 2011, I relapsed and so I, I had been in relapse, didn't mm -hmm. realize that I was on opioids and didn't, I had convinced myself that I was sober because I was functioning, I was getting them from the doctor and it was very, right. it, it seemed legit to me. And so I had convinced myself that I was sober and, and so after we went through that, she, the, the ring came off and she was like, you need to, we need to, you need to earn this. And so uh, a few years ago, I. You earned it back. Yeah. I, I, I it was our 20th anniversary and I and congratulations I, yeah thank you and so we we went back to New York where we met and and had a had a big uh, weekend how did y'all meet I was uh she was roommates with her roommate was her old friend uh from Florida she grew up with and they had both moved to New York and Holly was one of my manager's assistants and I was up there doing interviews for like Cream Magazine and Hit Parader and all those old rock and roll oh, yeah. magazines. And so we were having a dinner and, um, and I, I called Holly and I said, hey, you need to come rescue us out of this thing. I've been doing these interviews for three days and rescue me and I, we're gonna go hang out. So she walks in to the restaurant with Julie. And of course, uh, I was like, that's it. So we went out. Love at first sight. Yeah. And so I said, what do you guys want to do? And Julie goes, well, you know, Les Paul's playing in town. So I was like, are you this? I, okay. This girl knows. Now who I Les really Paul, love you. <laughs> she knows who Les Paul is and she knows where he's playing tonight in, in New York. So yeah, it was, that was, that's how we met. So. so you share that love of music. 
Yeah, yeah. She's she's a huge music fan, and and we're both. Uh, she was a uh, Dallas Cowboys fan growing up, and so that was. It just kept getting. It I was like, man, better I mean, and better. I know, man. It was like, and she made me chicken and dumplings and pinto beans and cornbread when when we when I was up there. So that's where it really got bad. <laughs> So, so back to Silver and Stone, you put out this album. What are some of the messages on the songs? Um, uh, first of all, I, I was blown away by your voice. And it, it's such a, a, a mixture of, of soul and blues and uh, gospel. All your music so, sort of is, is all rolled into one, um, one batch and just wonderful songs. So on Silver and Stone, tell us a little bit about you know some of the messages in, in some of the songs and what they, people can expect well the whole album was really inspired by Julie she was really the muse because when I when I st it was it was it's the first record I'm I've made that's going into this new adventure after we were doing stuff that was based in you know old spiritual music so I just looked around I was like didn't so this know is a little more secular right it's, yeah yes yeah and so I just didn't know really where to begin, and I and I looked around, and the most obvious place, you know, is like your immediate surroundings, and it was Julie. I just looked, and I was like, that's the most obvious place to start to honor her. And so she kind of became my muse in that she inspired most of the songs on there, and the songs that didn't weren't directly in, inspired by her it was stuff that she that I knew that she would dig you know mm -hmm. some they were um, for her or about her right yes yes and so so that's how it, it really all kind of came about and where did you record the album we recorded at um at my label compass records uh compass has uh, a great little studio upstairs uh it's the home uh, they call it hillbilly central I believe and it's where Willie, great name. And, yeah, and it's where Willie and Waylon, where they recorded the Outlaw record. So it's comfortable. It's comfy. It's it. At, at first, I, I went in and it was really small. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, uh, when when my producer Gary, who's who's actually the the owner of uh, one of the owners of Compass Records, Gary West, and he suggested we record there. I was like, I don't know if this is if this is suitable for us and he just he he was like trust me this place sounds amazing and so we gathered you know our musicians up and started recording and it and it really turned out to be it's the best sounding record I've ever made in my career you had some other cats on there too right you had some people who were yeah pretty cool yeah tell, tell us who, who joined you yeah we had um we had, you know, my kind of normal go-to guys, uh, Derek Phillips on drums and uh, and Steve Mackey on bass. Uh, Gary played bass on a few songs. And Reese Winans, who's an old friend of mine from uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. He plays with Joe Bonamassa now. And uh, we had Joe, Joe Bonamassa come wow. on. Yep, play. And then, um, and then we had Gene Chrisman come in and play drums, which, you know, we're in Memphis – Right. Gene was one of the guys, you know, who was down here playing all that stuff at American. And uh, I had been on this this trip, man, on Son of a Preacher Man. And that, Love that song. It's one of the best recorded songs of all time. It's it's pristine. It's perfect. And he came in. He said, you thinking, what are you thinking about drummers? I said, what would you think about having Gene Chrisman? He was like, oh, we, we can just give him a call. 
and that's the beauty of Nashville is that you can just call a right mythical figure like mm-hmm. Gene Chrisman, and and he was actually out playing with Dan Auerbach, and so uh, so he came driving down from Kentucky, you know, in his little pickup truck, and comes in. He actually played on uh, "Are You Lonely for Me, Baby." Oh, wow! Yeah, that had to have been a magical moment. It was totally mad. It was like he just he still got it, still killing it, just solid as can be, and he's in his eighties. It's insane. So is writing music, is it easy for you? Does it come in spurts? Uh, how, how does that process work for you? It's, it's you know what, it's, it's, it's a nightmare sometimes. It really is for me. Um, it's, it's torturous. And it's just because I beat myself up over it. But uh, it gives me just enough of a good moments to keep continuing on. <laughs> But, um, Does the music usually come first, and then the lyrics? Does it happen all together? Or? It's different. Like like a lot of the times, the most of the time it's the music, and then it's either that or you start with just like a single line, a sure. phrase or something, and then and then you just build on that, you know. Um, and sometimes you sit down and like you can't. It's like diarrhea. You can't get to the to the pencil to write it all down and and get it out on the paper quick enough you know is there there a favorite spot that you have to write music there is i got a a a place uh we have a a farm outside of nashville and we have some horses and we have these stalls that are connected kind of there's a breezeway and we got these horse stalls and i converted one of the the birthing stall which is a big giant stall into this little studio writing studio and so that's kind of like my my little spot and so I go down there every day and sit down and and do my meditation and and my quiet place and and um, and work on music it's a craft yeah to work on it every day you have to serve it every day yeah okay well it's been a pleasure having you in the studio today. thank you Amy and uh, we wish you will come back sometime Thank you. Again soon, but I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.